You're listening to a Time Machine podcast. Old movie Time Machine. An adventure through time and or space. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Old Movie Time Machine. You know the deal at this point. We've been doing this for weeks and weeks. This is the show in which we watch color films made in the old US of A between the years of 1945 and 1965. We watch them, and then we use them as windows into the past. We take these windows, we hoist ourselves through them, and we have ourselves a look around at the world beyond in this pivotal era following the Second World War. Now, while we are exploring said world beyond the window, we're going to be asking some critical questions, such as, who are these people? What are their habits? How are they treating each other? What kind of decisions are they making and why? And also, last but certainly not least, probably should be first and the most, what are they wearing and what do their living rooms look like? And at the end of the program, we will ask the final essential question. This movie we just watched, uh, guys, are we going to keep watching this? Are we going to drag this through into another decade, another century, another millennium? We will find out. I'm your host, by the way, through time and or space, Justin Zeppa, joined as ever by my incredible panel of international experts at being human in the early 21st century. And also, mustn't forget this part, the smartest people that I know Starting as ever on my left, she's in the UK, everybody. She's back home. The bitch is back, baby. Uh, Catherine, I didn't mean that. Uh, but <laughs> Catherine Sherlock is on the line with us. Hey, Catherine. Hi, how's it going? Yeah, oh, things are great. Uh, I understand you got some heat over there. Feeling good? Yeah. Well Not ventilated? Really. Okay. No, okay. perhaps if I were sitting in the paddling pool right now, which would be the height, oh. but luxury. Yeah, frankly. that would be. Dangerous for the electronics, though. So just be careful. Just hydrate, you know, just be your own pool. And of course, sitting next to you, in theory, uh, she's actually in the room right now. And also, she's the birthday girl, Shrishma Naik. Hey, what's up, guys? <laughs> you know, I was going to say, uh, it must be a good time to be in the air conditioning business in Europe. Hey, oh, we should maybe we should. invest in that. Oh. Yeah, okay. Hey, air conditioning companies. I know you're listening. You want us to sponsor you or you want to sponsor us? How does that work? Which is the version where you give us money to talk about you? Right. Because we could do that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, Shrishma, a very happy birthday to you. Mm. It's uh, lovely to be here with you. But sitting next to you, again, in theory, and again, we must say where everybody's sitting, spatial arrangements are very important for audio, uh, audio mediums. Uh, my sister and yours, Carolyn Nowrose. Hey, sis. Hey there. So happy to be back. Yeah. Uh, we are happy to have you, of course. Uh, we I just want to, you know, quick update as ever about what's happening with our fifth Brindis. I don't know, actually. As far as I know, when I was reading the paper the other day, I still read a newspaper, you guys. They're out there. You can find them uh, for free, actually, on some uh, outside of certain grocery stores. Uh, I was reading that those closed door meetings have actually halted for some reason, and I haven't heard much, you know, so there's no transmissions or anything. I did receive uh, an angry voicemail about how the credit card wasn't working something about maximized limits or something I mean, we can play it right now let's see 
a voicemail of time and or space host Justin Zeppa. Please leave a message after that beep. Justin, are you kidding me? I'm stuck here in freaking Washington, D.C., and you stopped my credit card? I am the CFO of this freaking company, so why have you been able to get into the bank to cancel it? Come on. I'm talking to these old people who are afraid of fucking China. What's happening? I'm not even kidding. Come on. Pick up the fucking phone. Yeah, well, she does sound upset, doesn't she? She, she sounds does. a little... Okay, well, we have to... We should help her. We have to figure out what we're going to do about the situation because... She sounds like crazy a credit card waiting she's staying to at happen. The, <laughs> she's staying at the expensive hotel there, too. We are talking about 1956's 20th Century Foxes, a Cinemascope p- p- uh, Pictures picture, Hilda Crane. That was a lot. Yeah, it was it was an awful lot. I'm going to say the last, I'm going to say the title one more time. Hilda right. Crane. Okay, so not a lot of response on Hilda Crane. Not a lot of cheering. Sometimes we get whooping. Sometimes we get explosive laughter. Sigh really loudly. Like, yeah, that actually, that's accurate. So before we start picking through Hilda Crane, right? Let's do what we do. And let's start with our one-line reviews. Just a snap judgment is what we do. We start off every show. Catherine, you know you're number one. Hit me. All righty. So this is a bit waffly, uh, but. So was the film. Mm-hmm. So what I have is it, it's the usual judgment of a woman trying to find a fulfilling life portrayed from a man's perspective of hysteria, drama, and ultimately settling for the expected role in life whoop as ever Catherine you've really just done it all right there <laughs> neatly done tied up in a little package a little birthday present package for Trish Manai basically the, the, the moral of this story just don't fight it ladies your place is in the kitchen yeah you Give know in you to, want it really let don't the even... man take care of you come on he's going to build you a house right yeah, Trishma, what's your one? I have mine is in very similar lines. Um, I was gonna say it's it's quite a Bollywood reminiscent movie, but mm. also perpetuating the stereotype that bitches be crazy. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, shopping, don't it. forget it's shopping right. too, right? What? Yeah, yeah. Different from the norm. Sorry, traffic noise here. Uh, yeah, if you want something different from the normal, like husband and home then you know you're a crazy lady we're gonna portray quite you're, mental basically you're a bohemian <laughs> courtesan but this one was also very heavy on the emotional manipulation uh, yeah from everybody you know, from everybody everyone was just yeah. Oh, yeah. it was a good old-fashioned drama yeah yeah it's carol yeah, it's is that your one-line review so no i mean it can be but i i mean my one-line review would be <laughs> Not even attempted suicide can help you escape from <laughs> the 1950s reality that female fulfillment only comes from uh, homemaking and marriage. Yeah, absolutely. That's true. Bang on. I say that with Hashtag a big eye roll. Bring back the 50s. Right. Which is sad is that it's still like that. In no, Exactly. I mean, I actually many, have that. Even today, America 2020 and hashtag relive the 50s. Yeah, <laughs> right. It's true. 
It's absolutely true. We have the entire country, my entire nation has gone into a time machine and gone back at least 60 years, probably a little bit further. So let's let's be real about this. I mean, who is remembering that that's like the best time ever? Well, this is this is the service that we provide to the people, Catherine. This is why we watch these movies just to like, hey, we we look back on these halcyon days as if they're actually fucking halcyon days. They were not. No. They were filled with smoke and repression mirrors. and misogyny and mirrors. Yes, yeah, several. Yeah. Really and cocktails gaudy. and ashtrays. Yeah. Ash yeah. And I mean, I will say I have better work-life balance working from home, but I actually have a career that mm-hmm. enables me to work effectively from home. And I often say that I would really like a housekeeper a chef and a a groundskeeper because Mm. I don't actually have time to do the housekeeping, even working from home. Have you met my friend Shrishma Nike? She's looking for somebody also. So if you find that service, she's made this. I'll let her know. She's put this ad out repeatedly (laughs) on the program. Maybe they can just like, yeah. Uh, uh, even ask for a wife one. Yes, yes. And so we, we <laughs> like, asked, I would like you're a 1950s wife. <laughs> wife. Isn't I, I need a home spouse. <laughs> a stay at home spouse whose only job is to take care of my every need. <laughs> I think we should cue that episode from before because oh, just drop a little clip of like, like said, I need a wife. I need a wife. You said it at least <laughs> twice before. Let's yeah, see if we can bet. find both of them. That'll be a little challenge for me. Let's do that as a drop right here. Right here. I came to a realization recently. Oh. Uh, and this realization is that I want a wife, right? Think mm-hmm. about this. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is in terms of conceptually what a wife was defined to be as. Okay. You know, you you marry someone. Yeah. And then this person heard that. that okay, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to say her. Their responsibility was solely to take care of my needs. <laughs> uh-huh. I want one of those. You... You... I am tired of doing laundry. <laughs> yeah, well, she she said it. There it is. There it is. Do you stand by this statement? One hundred percent. Guys, I could not care less about Hilda Crane the movie, but I severely dislike Hilda Crane the person. <laughs> I don't. Okay, so I and I will. Really, Contextualize that with the context that you so appropriately added, which is this was written by a dude, right? Or maybe a couple of dudes. And this is just what dudes think about what ladies want, right? That's So let's keep that in mind. It's not yeah, Hilda's I, fault. No, no, no absolutely not. It was, it was 100% a moralistic tale. It's just ladies yeah. just don't bother. This look, is look a, this one tries. Look, and she failed terribly. And she ended yeah. up being in the end with her lot. Who does she think she is running off to New York City? This fast woman. Carolyn, as somebody who ran off to New York City. Um, What was her father doing? Filling her head with all of these thoughts that she could do something, anything that she wanted. Giving her empowerment. I'm kind of sad we didn't meet daddy. (laughs) Because he sounded like he was really supportive. I know. He sounds lovely. Yeah. Yeah. They killed him off. They killed him, yeah. Mm. Yeah. that or the numerous pipes he was smoking of course so let's uh should we just roll into it you guys uh, we're gonna there's not a whole lot of content within the film itself so we should just get into it this is a 20th century fox cinemascope 
picture, as previously noted, this is the widest of widescreens, and it is fabulous. So this is Hilda Crane, and we open with a train rolling through that grand United States And here we are back to transportation. <laughs> well, we love America it. and the age of transportation. So we meet Hilda, Hilda Crane. She is a young woman of what? She's 25, something like that. Well, she divorced twice at 25. She's, don't judge. She's a woman out in the world. Okay. So she comes from this small town of Winona. Let's say Nebraska, for sake of argument. And her train is arriving. She lands at the station and is met by her mother, Stella, who is a sharp woman, but who is very pleased to see her until she sees that her daughter is chatting with a man who she had dinner with on the train. And Hilda is pretty sensitive to all this, having been twice divorced. So she's like, you know, I paid for my own dinner, mother. Mm. Uh, so save yeah, I mean, I, I was a bit like, what is the mother getting to there? So, oh, you didn't pay for your dinner. So how, you know, or maybe you did pay for your dinner, but not with money. Yeah, run out with cash money. Oh. Exactly. That, that was basically my That's thing. what I thought. Yeah, me too. <laughs> like, really? Mother, you're saying this to your daughter? That's a really good point. Yeah. Also... Her mother is the one to to note very shortly after this homecoming. Oh, I see your fur coat lining is a little threadbare. Yeah, yeah we do see. We get a close up of the, the fur coat when we get back to mm. the house, and mm. uh, it's it's an interesting detail to focus on. I think it helped a little bit to describe the state of Hilda. I mean, she is wearing tattered furs, and she herself is a bit tattered, right? She's a bit beaten down by life. She's sort of returning home with her tail between her legs a little bit is the yeah. impression that we're given mm -hmm. because again, she tried to make a life for herself in the big city. How dare you? So we go to their house, the house that she grew up in. And I just wanted to focus. We're focusing on a weird shot right now in the, the images. I just wanted to point out this bizarre a clothing rack, like it's whatever. It's terrific, isn't it? I, I what is it? Okay. What well, is a hall tree? Do you want me to go tree? into this? Well, yeah, this is the program. <laughs> okay. So we don't have a whole tree. lot of movie to talk about. Okay. This is when a house would have a super formal entrance, which at some point, like I want to say in the probably 60s, 70s, 80s, homes really moved away from, especially as you went into like a dual level or, tr or tri-level kind of mm. like late is 60s, early space, 70s, right. Where they're like, well, who needs a big entrance? Cause you're not don't have a butler answering okay. the door. Right. 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 But uh, we've got, I feel like totally gotten back to that in like the McMansion style in the U S that's true. A but lot of vaulted tree ceilings. would have been yeah. right. Would have been in your entryway for umbrellas, coats. There would have been a mirror in it, potentially also a bench to sit upon. Um, and, and wow. even a place for like boots, depending on how big the hall tree actually was. Yeah. I do have a few, I, I am picturing actually what you are describing and it is rather silly, but yes, that does make sense in a more formal Robacky gilded age type of way. We now, of course, I feel like in the U S I'm sure also in Catherine's neck of the woods, a mudroom is a really big feature for a country house which sure. wouldn't necessarily have a hall tree in it but uh places to put 
coats, boots, yeah, things stuff. of things muddy out, outdoor nature. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. gotta knock the, knock the mud off your walls, right? Yeah. yeah, right, right, right. Okay, that makes sense. This foyer area that we're looking at here is larger than my apartment, so I can see why you would need to. I mean, you if you make a space like this, you have to fill it with something, right? So we're going to do yeah. a very elaborate. Uh, halt, oh, what's it called? Hall tree. A hall tree. A hall tree. Yeah, okay. it, it's kind of like Rococo revival gone yeah. insane. It's really awful. Yes. Yeah, right. this um, one's like. Like they they're pretending it came from Versailles or something. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm expecting but to see a, a Rubens. It, just, it doesn't fit. I mean, I felt like this whole house had pretensions of grandeur, um, but the scale but Daddy is just was a not there. So he was cultured. Maybe they got it in Europe. I just feel like it doesn't match the aesthetic of the rest of the house. That we're going to go no. into the. And I actually kind of really liked right. the living room. Speaking of. Well, yeah. let's let's take a look at it here. Since it's looks comfy, everything's the same color. It's all this kind of off, gray. Like gray, gray. Everything yeah. is painted gray. Yes, and again, we have this is what we're calling mid-century grandma aesthetic. We do have this. Looks like my house. <laughs> it, I've been to your house. It does. This is not what your house. I would not like. say your house. Uh, I just. I, I mean, feel like I. I from how, how much I know you from afar, Carolyn. I don't think your house would look like this. Yeah, no, we this definitely is, have a mix some... of. We have more Persian rugs than this room has, but Herb, and I don't Herb. have. I don't have uh, window treatments like this. Mm. Yeah. But I hear yeah. some curtains. Yeah, the curtains have curtains. All of Jesus. the treatments. It has I definitely have furniture like this. There's no like curtains. curtains and it has curtains. This, I mean, this, is this family wanted complete, yeah, they wanted complete control of the elements within this space. They're like, look, sometimes we want to let a little bit of light in. Sometimes we want to let all of it in. Sometimes no light gets in. So layer it up, kids. We're doing it. But also, there's I, no free space. Like, there's something. Yeah. It looks lived like, in, though. Like, it looks real. It actually looks realistic for the time yeah. period. But I it, agree. Right. It does feel claustrophobic. Ashtray back here, of course. If there's a <laughs> you pointing out ashtray, ashtray, yeah, <laughs> I was yeah, out yeah. An ashtray. and <laughs> just definitely an ashtray. What he was like. Speaking but of, it, this is actually has a cigarette in her hand right now. She so. does well, she and does. I think. What do you guys think about this? I, I feel like this is one of the smokingest movies that we've watched so far. This yeah, is, yeah. I mean, she she's continuously chain smoking, which I think yeah. is another nod to her hysteria. Oh, she's absolutely. Clearly on the verge of at all times. I mean, but yes. let's talk about Hilda for a moment. Is she not just gorgeous? She's an absolute knockout. She's beautiful. Yeah, she's lovely. Mm. She does. I, I mean. In, in this suit, she doesn't look like she's on the her last legs or anything like that. You know, she looks pretty smart. Is she a famous person? The actress? Her name is Jean Simmons. She played bass for the popular rock group Kiss uh, throughout the 1970s. No, it's a different Jean <laughs> Simmons. I was like, fuck you. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to be deferring to you guys as women, right? I don't have the same experience as a man. So you tell me. You mean your you mother didn't Hilda ask shoes. you when you were going to give her grandchildren? She did not. Uh, that's uh, yeah. I don't know. She, she could have. I guess. I mean, I think she knew what the answer was going to be at that time. So uh, I don't know. But how do you feel about mom through Hilda's eyes at this point? I think oh, she's now they're quiet. Wor worn down by the. Sorry, ask the question again. Uh, 
Hold on. I was uh, drinking my ginger juice. Listen, okay, we'll get to you in a second. <laughs> Catherine, please. <laughs> talking. Catherine, stand. <laughs> you mean your vodka juice that has ginger in it? Always garnish your vodka with a, just a dash of vodka, you know? Absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I feel like Hilda's just worn down by the continuous uh, expectations that are not met. Because she doesn't fall into the dutiful daughter box, you know. She hasn't married and mm. settled down. She doesn't have a nice house, you know. Her mother is ashamed of the fact that she went to New York. I mean, she clearly dislikes the fact that her husband, Hilda's father, filled her head with all of this nonsense, you know. As we talked about, been married mm-hmm. twice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, she's just she's just a failure all round as far as her mother is concerned. Um, so basically, her mum is pushing immediately, literally almost as soon as she sets foot off platform, like to marry this man who's always wanted to marry her. Mm. And funnily enough, Hilda's fighting it. And why wouldn't you? Because it may, she's not being allowed to make her own choice here. You know, she her, her mother's like literally ramming it down her throat. But you're 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 a besmirched woman. You know, your reputation yeah. is. Yeah. Right. Um, shot to shit. And there is this one man who's actually quite nice uh, who wants to marry you. So why are you saying no again? Right. And so, uh, see, but I, Shishma, we'll get to you. I've not forgotten you. It's your birthday. It's somebody's birthday. Yeah, let Shishma go. And then I definitely have thoughts that. Well, just, we're, okay. And then, we're, okay, okay. Advocate. Just real Come quick, on. though, I just wanted to note that I felt like there was some conflict with mom and that she. Also felt some kind of duty to try and become mother again and be there, but she just can't commit to it. You know that she's she she's trying really hard to be understanding and welcoming, but she just like you say, as soon as she steps into the house, we're talking about Russell. Immediate, yeah, who is the local gentleman who is requesting to. he wants to call on her. That's what we know at this point. So, okay, Shrishma, what do you got? Mom, mom time. No, I mean, oh. so what's really interesting about this whole thing is I related to a lot of what Hilda was going through because okay. you guys know I've been through my own stories in life. Of course. But my issue with Hilda <laughs> is that she was innocent in all of this because she really did want all of the things that her mom wanted her to have. She was just playing these two guys off each other because she went for her first option, who was the the other guy. Oh, uh, Jacques Delis? Yeah, the French yeah. guy. Okay, okay. But when she couldn't have him, she right away went back. Like, there was not even a hesitation in her mind. So she's yeah. really just, you know, she's, she ain't all like, you know, a victim of her situation here. Uh, I, I, didn't, I didn't read it like that. I, I saw it. It was like, you know... She doesn't, she, you know, she loves the Frenchman. She doesn't love Russell. So she's trying to follow her heart. And then when he turns out to be a bit of a sicko, frankly, the Frenchman, she's like, well, I have no options. I'm out of options. What do I do with my life? I I either sit and become a spinster or I marry this man I don't love. But I don't think the Frenchman was saying that I don't want to be with you. He was saying, I want to be with you without like the constraints of marriage. So we we can just be together. Right. Whereas she still wanted to fit into the confines of having a husband and a big house and someone who could provide all of things, all of those things for her. 
And when apparently the man she so-called loved wasn't able to do that for her, she picked the man that was. And so she also made a choice there. Mm-hmm. Um, and whether it be because of conditioning or whatever, but she she did make that choice. But he was uh, a nasty piece of work, the Frenchman. He was real he really nasty. was. I don't remember clearly, but yeah, no, he no, was he, horrible. He was, yeah. He and this is this is where I would call Hilda the character's judgment into question is that he he is grabbing her and kissing on her the second he sees her, the you know, their first date together, they go back to his place. Uh, he's grabbing her and kissing her and yelling at her all at the same time. Sounds hot, right, you guys? And then they go their separate ways and meet back up again later. And he starts grabbing her and stroking her and kissing on her again. And like, how many times? And he and each time that mauling her and expecting her to yeah yeah but and their engagement ends consistently with him being like but Hilda you know I could never really uh, love you properly you got it on you know I, like you had to service me very by, like open how you open say relationship uh, yeah. yeah right I something mean, like that wait can I just like interject yes. here yes Please, yeah Carolyn, right. go for just, it <laughs> so before I get to the men. Uh, I'd like to talk about Mommy Dearest for a moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that relationship. I I actually I, I agree with parts of both what Catherine is saying and what Trishma is saying, and that like, you know, I mean, mom is immediately like honing in on her weak spots as soon as she walks in the door. At the same time, you know, she is also playing the men against one another and and is obviously looking for the best option for herself or the Mm -hmm. most stable option. I will say, I feel like what her mother is saying to her and what she's saying to her mother come from two different value systems, which is a generational difference Mm -hmm. in how mommy was raised and how, uh, mommy's husband raised their daughter because daddy who has passed away uh, seems to very much appreciated Hilda's brilliance and raised her to think highly of herself and to want more in life than the average woman. And maybe mom didn't did or did not agree with this. But I also think that mother's value system in this conversation is actually, at least from her perspective, probably she's loving her daughter in her own way and saying, I want to see you have stability. I want to see you have a social position because that's her her mother's value system. Hilda might be like, definitely social, social position. We're talking generational. So it's like, it's like, well, what love, what are you talking about? Nobody marries for love. We we're you know, it's reputation. It's like so you can walk down the street and you can say hello, look people in the eye and say hello. Right. To- right. And if you right. think about it, so if Hilda's in her mid twenties, um, her mom, and so if it's nineteen fifty something or other, she was born late nineteen twenties, early nineteen thirties. Mom would have born and been born probably in the early nineteen hundreds. Mm-hmm. And you think about Gilded Age America society. It's true. Yeah. She she's being Hilda was raised by parents who are you know turn of the century like society the Gilded Age upstairs (laughs) and downstairs right wait a minute you guys this sounds an awful lot like do you hear that (laughs) 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 Lady Mary (coughs) aka Hilda Crane I say Hilda Crane would you be my wife 
Hello. I've returned from the trenches. Right. I've returned from the front, and I should like for you to be my wife, Old Crane. I, right. So I'm merely saying it's not that mom is just a bitch. I think she just comes from a different generation. Yeah, of course. Of course. I think my, my mom I would is also very much say, like, bitch, what? No. Yeah. <laughs> Has the same thoughts as Hilda's mom had. And she still says those some of those things to me. Which sure. So it's very understandable. It just comes from a very different. And that's a very active part right. of it, that culture yeah. as well. Right. Whereas at this point in the mid-1950s, that's starting to collapse. It's on the verge of collapse, which happens in a big right. way in, uh, within 10 years. It's It starts happening right. with the fracture. And I also think Hilda's like on that precipice of women in the United States wanting a little bit more than just homemaking, than just having children and rearing children. But at the same time, she does say that she wants those things. So I think she herself is conflicted. And that's probably because she was raised by a dad who was like, Oh my God, you're so much more than the average woman, but Mm -hmm. also comes from a society where like for women to have status and power, they have to marry well. Mm-hmm. And they have to marry in society because that's like their freedom. So when she's getting hit on by the French professor, who, by the way, hashtag me too, dirty old man. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean right, let's yeah, talk right about that for a second. Like, <laughs> I want to be like, oh, wow, shades of my life. Hey, back off. Don't, don't go there. But I feel like she has been played by men as much as she has That's played true. men. That's true. Yeah. So she's learned That's the rules fair. of the game because she's been played by men. I'll tell you what, nobody's asking and nor should they, but if, if I was being asked to give Hilda some advice, I would say in, in a modern context, of course, why don't you just take some time for yourself? Right. Why don't you focus on exactly. yourself? Exactly. Stop right. worrying about these right. dudes and worry about being your best self. Like if, you don't need to get married or be with someone. Right take now. some time. Yeah. Decide what you would like to do for yourself. Where, where's your happy place? Right. And you find that, and then you can be your best self. And then you're going to find well, Mr. Right. I agree with you. Mr. Right, right will find That's you. Great right. Advice. And in a modern world, great. For anyone, Thank you. male, female, different, you know, non-gendered, they and them, you know, would we would all be saying, hey, focus on yourself. What makes you happy? We can't really love anyone else till we love ourselves. Mm-hmm. 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 You like not that so might be, in this age. Uh, that's a, uh, is this, uh, Dare we say progress? Is that social progress? Is that, is that emotional progress for us to? That's now more normalized that way of thinking, rather than Self-care. just find some security and just hang on to it for dear life. I don't. I mean, I think the world is in a different place. If you think about even f- way further back, you know, dawn of society, like farming society, you are just you know, marrying or, or making a partnership with a oh, yeah. person or families that you're not traveling 10 safety. miles beyond your, where you were born. At, at, right. For most right. of So we humanity. live in a yeah, different right. world where we can actually say I, as an individual mean as much or more than my family. Can you imagine okay. anyone in sort of like transitioning from caveman times to a farming society being like, I matter more. <laughs> my happiness i don't want to hunt buffalo yeah. i want to life for me mother <laughs> hello hello just breaking all momentum here by stepping in to put a little shine on some of our fabulous products brought to you by old movie time machine today we're throwing a spotlight on 
the Patreon page. You hear us talking about the paywall, things that go on behind the paywall, talking about how we can't talk about things going on behind the paywall. Don't you just want to go be behind the paywall? There's no exclusionary aspect to this other than you have to pay $2 a month. Think about that. You lose $2 out of your pockets rolling out of bed. And also, stop wearing pants to bed. You can handle this. You can join us over on what we call the Boom Room. You can go pick your favorite episode from the free feed here, and you will find that it is actually twice as long behind the paywall. So join us. Sign up for the Boom Room. The link is in the show notes. You know what to do. Go follow that thing. Go give us your two bucks. I mean, two bucks. <laughs> I mean, come on. You you lose that rolling out of... Well, we talked about that already. Anyway, join us there. We would love to have you there. Love to play for you the other half of the episode that you are currently missing. And if you do join us, we will thank you. As I will do right now, it's just a little teaser. You know, a little example of what you could get. Thank you. And now back to the show. She's having some drinks, and this is where we find her five months later. So Russell is mourning, and Hilda is drinking to deal with Russell mourning his mommy. So then they discuss the, their guilt over Mrs. Burns' death, or lack thereof, uh, because Moms points out, we didn't know that she had a bad heart. There was no way for us to know that, even though, as we've already pointed out, it was mentioned at least two times, probably three times, that she had a bad heart. And... At this point, mom tries to connect with Hilda. I don't know if it's genuine or if she's trying to manipulate or what the deal is, but she's just like, Hilda, I love you. I guess you're the only thing I have left in the world. And Hilda's like, mom, you don't love me. You are lonely and you miss dad and you feel somewhat responsible or bad or something, but whatever it is, it's false and I don't need you. Now, we relay this information to you, the listener, but let's remember that Hilda has been drinking for uh, several hours at this point. So it's hard to know what's real and what's not. Mm, But she does let mom leave. And then later that evening, Russell returns to find Hilda napping off the scotch on her sofa. I'd really like to see Hilda get out of this room. That would be nice for Hilda. I think that might improve her Mm -hmm. quality of life. Get away from the... You know. At least she's not drinking and driving. She's just mm. drinking. Well, that's own. true. And that's if this was written on the wind. There are worse things. Would be. Yeah, it's true. And she, but she awakes and she's filled with a lot of, a lot of spice, right? A lot of resentful dead mother-in-law energy that she's putting out there and uh, towards her husband. And yes, this is where we learn that Russell blames himself for his mom's death. And then at that point, Hilda kind of realizes that maybe she's pushing him a little bit too far with her antagonism, sort of. And then we run into, so then we, so Russell leaves, right? He's got to go to Denver. Is that the uh, idea? Mm, I think, I think somewhere. It was he's, he's got business. And he's like, look, we're going to be busy. So you can't come with, I got to go. And so Hilda's like, well, fine, then I will go to see my former. I mean, to her credit, she is trying to go with her husband. Mm, She just wants to do something, you know, and and to like get out of the house and like get somewhere else. They never took a honeymoon, you know, and yet he turns her down and doesn't even recognize what he's doing in the process. Uh, sorry, I just tuned. I just tuned that out, Carolyn, and I'm really sorry. But I, got, I became fixated on the image we're looking at now, which is Jacques reading, and I just I had to count the cakes that we have on the table uh, because this is not. This is a fancy lecture. So after the speech, this cake is legit. 
a cake and we got yeah. some coffee. We got a coffee set up back here. Maybe mm-hmm. then we, of course we have ashtray close to hand stacks of his wonderful new book about courtesans, but two full chocolatey fudgy cakes over here waiting to be eaten. I'm hungry. Mm-hmm. We're at Shirtman's house right now. Shirtman, mm. you, you have any cakes? No, this is what I wanted to like. We should have got, we should have gotten cake. It's your birthday. It's my birthday. One of these cakes should in this movie is for you. Birthday. That's how I'm going to see it from now on. One of them is one of your birthday cakes. But we cut to them, and uh, also uh, Nell is introducing Jacques, and she's wearing this hat. Anybody want to talk about this hat? Tell me what's happening. It's awful. I mean, what is it? Like an open bird? I mean, yeah, it, it just like a, like yeah, an like vampire slash wimple type thing. Yeah. Okay, yes. And she has it's what it's snowy white, as is she. As are her gloves. As are the pearls tightly knit around her neck. And it's a look, right? Mm-hmm. What do you think? Uh, thumbs up, thumbs down? Down. I mean, I could see people rocking it today. Really, to be honest. Yeah, it's true. It's kind of. It's got that something. I'm not saying I like it. I'm just saying I could see people. Yeah, I, I, I see what mm-hmm. you're saying. I also see that she could probably peck into an egg mm. to release her baby. You know, yeah. maybe it's some kind of tool. It's an egg tooth, something like that. Anyway, so Hilda's there and she watches Jacques speak. And then it's just a given, I guess, that they're going to walk home together. Like, that's not even an issue. There's no awkwardness. She's just like, you will uh, walk me back. And so she brings him to her house. And this is where Jacques then tells her that he is engaged to a lovely woman who is also rather wealthy. Go figure. Uh, But of course, this doesn't stop him from grabbing her and stroking and kissing her again. This guy, he's an animal, right? Like, I don't, at this point, third, t- you know, fool me three times. I'm an idiot, right? I'm and sorry, Hilda. You know, it's not your fault that this man can't keep his hands off. But like, just stop seeing this guy. He uh, he can't control himself. Am I being too hard on Hilda? I'm sorry. No, he's a dick. Okay. Okay, yeah, I mean, just like, yeah. stop hanging out with him. If he can't keep him, his hands to himself, you've got to cut him off, right? Yeah. Wow. I don't know. What do I know? One would think. Sorry. Anyway, while he is uh, molesting her, Nell and Dink stop. I'm saying Dink is that if, as if that's a normal name at this point. You mean Rock Hudson? Yeah, Dinkers. <laughs> Dinklage. I've got an inkling that his name is Dinkling. So they stop by. Thanks for that. And Hilda makes it clear that she does not want them to leave, which is progress on her part. But of course, Dink is outraged. He cannot believe. He could not believe that she would dare ask her best friend to stay with her when this creepy guy is touching all over her because he, this is a business dinner. And so we both, they're expecting my wife. So we got to go. And then they leave. Got to perform your wifely duties. Right. Which is to help me seal Don't the deal with your this, friend. Yeah. this business dinner. Yeah. Right. And at that point, Jacques, very in a very sinister way, just lights a cigarette, grabs his jacket, and then ushers her out of the house, and they just vanish together. And it's really like silently, without a word. It's it's mm-hmm. as though she is resigned to fate, being like, "Well, I guess I'm letting this man touch me for as long as he wants." It seems like no one is willing to help Hilda in this situation. Not her husband, right. not her friend, and so she's just like, "Well, I right. guess I I'll need let, something from someone. Oh, I need attention, and this." Frenchman is willing to heavy pet me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Not saying it's I don't right, like it. I don't like it. No, then it's, 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 
It's weird. But it's I mean, weird. you know, I get it, I guess. No. <laughs> I'm not I get it, but like, you know, what are you going to do? I, I see both sides of the I guess so it's been five months of, of and, but this is why I felt like she's kept playing both sides. Like, you know, when well, she, nobody's giving her what she wants. Exactly. So, so you're not always going to get exactly she wants, what you want. she wants. All she wants is love, though. And I mean, this isn't love, but it's the closest thing that's being offered. Yeah, exactly. It's a close uh, simulation of love. And sure. Since, you know, she made her decision to get married to Russell, and I have to imagine that all of this is a very veiled, symbolic way of saying, we're not sleeping together. Mm-hmm. Like, we, since my mom died, I can't even we haven't, think about it. We haven't consummated. Yeah, something along those lines. Or we're mm-hmm. trying and it's not working or whatever the deal is. But she is in an unfortunate situation there. Where it's like, I just sealed the deal with this dude. You're the one supposed to be kissing on me. What up, Russell? Mm. Anyway, he shows up. We we go to we cut back to the Crane household where mom gets a phone call from some oh from Nell who's like, have you seen them? And she's like, no, I haven't seen them around. You know, they're missing. And then Russell shows up and he ends up prying out the information that mom actually does have, which is that they are staying together at Jacques Hotel. I guess this is all the same day. Right. Mm. We see them leave the house together. And then we cut to just later in the day or later in the evening. Well, he, maybe. He's back from his business trip. So maybe it is a night or two later. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because I was getting the impression because we, we then go to Jacques hotel room mm. and I had the impression that they had just gone out for dinner and then were okay. maybe yeah, later maybe. going maybe. to consummate their affair. I was but, not but, sure. Not before Jacques orders a cracker and cheese tray. Uh, he was. He has a lot of specific demands with housekeeping about the cracker tray. He would like delivered to fuel them in their passion, I guess. So he then starts working Hilda about you know this was supposed to be how it's supposed to be, and sometimes you have to cheat to survive. He says, which okay, that's there's a life philosophy for you. Cool. And at this point. He really steps in it because he's very close to getting what he's wanted this entire time, but he can't help himself. And he decides to refer to her as a courtesan, mm-hmm. which he's Mr. Courtesan. He's the expert of all that. Of course, he, he's French. he quite literally wrote the book about it, too. So mm-hmm. she is not pleased with this. She sort of flinches like, oh, so I'm just your whore then, basically. We mm-hmm. can't have that conversation yet, though, because Russell shows up. And he's not happy That's, with the situation. Yeah. As as anybody would not be, of course. And he ends up punching Jacques right in the face, which was really satisfying. That's real. That's yes. when I was really like, Russell, I think you might be, I guess, the best character in this substandard film, but because I like watching you punch this man in the face. It's pretty good. And so then Hilda returns home to find mom waiting again. And trying to manage the situation. And Hilda's actually, she's pretty bitter. She's real salty about that courtesan thing. Mm-hmm. And so she, you know, they go, they head upstairs and she dips into the, the bathroom to grab herself a, an overdose worth of pills. And she takes mm-hmm. the pills as had been foreshadowed earlier in the film. You'll never believe it. Uh, and tries to kill herself while mom is talking about how like, well, okay, we can, we can still manipulate this narrative a little bit and keep you a respectable woman. There's still a way to do it. And then at this point, Russell returns home 
And so mom runs interference with Russell at this point of like, you know, she, she must rest. She must be left alone. She's gone through a lot recently. And Russell's like, I don't know. Like, why are you in my house? In my house. I don't care what you do, but like, I'm going to go talk to my wife and find out what is happening. And as he does, he goes, he has upstairs and discovers that she is overdosed. And at that point, they call a doctor who I refer to in my notes as Dr. Tone Deaf because, sure, he comes in, he does end up saving her life. She's going to need some rest. She's going to feel a little sick because she took a bunch of pills. But he, he then says, he says this, he says, your, your wife wanted to die, Russell. There's always a reason. Who caused her to do this to herself? And then mm. there's a beat. And then he's like, well, I guess I better go get some sleep before I end up in a hospital myself or something crazy like that. I mean, it's just totally inappropriate for the, the circumstances. Right. But Russell takes it with a, a chuckle and he's like, well, thanks a lot, Doc, for saving her life. And yeah, you get out of here, big guy. And then Russell also turns on Hilda's mom and is like, he raises a valid point. Who did cause her to do this? And mom, you fucked it up real bad by not loving her the way she needed to be loved. And I fucked it up real bad because I didn't love her either. I was mm-hmm. mourning my mother and God, I got to get over this. Like, this is so Carol, and this is your moment. This is the epiphany that Russell has that proves he's an adult man. What do you think? Right. And, but like, so self-aware for the time period for a man in general, like oh, for just, today, let's be real. Like, Come on. you know, let's, let's uh, wrap this movie up in a pretty bow and let this man realize I haven't cared for my wife the way she needs to be cared for. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. I guess I need to move on and grow up and move beyond my mommy. And think about else for once. And, and say, say what? And think about somebody else for once. Yeah. Right. Maybe I should have sex with my wife. Mm, Matt, perhaps you wouldn't have gone off with the Frenchman and then felt so terrible about it. I were giving her a piece of my woodwork. Oh, that right. Yeah, yeah. Build that bookshelf. Build some add-ons under that bookshelf, all right? Oh, yeah. So then we move forward a little bit in time, and Hilda has recovered from her overdose, but she is planning on moving back to New York City. But before she goes, Russell would like to show her something. And so she is, again, manipulated in doing something she doesn't necessarily want to do. But because it's a man telling her, well, go do this. And he takes her back to the site of the house that he was building that had been abandoned following Someone the death abandoned. of his mother. And lo and behold, construction has resumed on their future love nest. And it turns out that. All's well that ends well. And hey, not only am I building you this house, Hilda, but I think we should go right now to Hawaii and Hong Kong and Bali and the Spice Islands. And then uh, everything is fine. And they hug. I'm kind of like a not husband <laughs> wife hug. It was a very casual hug and a smooch, a smack, Sorry. smack on the cheek. Well, they've got to find themselves again, haven't they? Well, that's true. They need to connect. Was they lost, but they might not have even had in the first place. Well, exactly. Right, right. So maybe hopefully that happens. Like the portrait of mommy had been taken down. Yes, that's right. Before they they actually leave, she Mm. does notice that mommy has been pulled off from the wall. And she, that sort of, that really does grab her attention. And Mm. I think. Turns things around. Yeah, it really does. And then that's the end of. 
Hilda Crane. Happily ever after. Happily ever after. Yes. I guess. Well, okay. So here we are. I guess. I mean, there's a, look, we could we could talk about this inanity for hours more. We've already done several. Uh, but let's just get right to it. Catherine Sherlock, mm-hmm. Hilda Crane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know we keep watching this. Well, I said no. Why perpetuate this shit? <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great. You sticking with it? Yeah, I think the only the only value this might have is educational in terms of really we yeah. made women feel like this. Yeah, yeah, I think that's so may, may, maybe as a paper in college or something like that. I have no idea. But. Okay, I like this idea of retiring these movies that are, are nose from us to a, a safe place where they could be studied mm-hmm. in, a, in a academic sense, maybe. That's mm-hmm. fine, you know, but for the general public, yeah, why perpetuate it? You're right. Shrishma mm-hmm. uh, Nike, Hilda Crane. Do we keep watching this? Hilda, no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to come up with like a smart line. But no, I just, I mean, it goes back to some of the, like we've seen the story like in a lot and I've seen it so much in, in Bollywood. Yeah, right, so It's right. just, I, you know, I, I would not watch this movie. I don't. Would you have an alternative close at hand that from Bollywood that where, where it's like this same vibe, but just better? Uh, there's so many like oh yeah i wouldn't be able Any to of off oh, yeah really like okay. you know but i wouldn't be able to think of one right off the top of my head but okay. if i did some some search i'm sure i could come all right if you think about it and please don't uh, right. uh, let us know no yeah it's just well, let's move on from hilda crane unless carolyn wants to keep watching it carolyn do we keep watching hilda crane um no, I don't think we need to keep watching this because I think that in many ways, this is a different version of leave her to heaven mm-hmm. um, in that somehow daughters beloved of their fathers are incapable of having happy marriages. Oh, yeah, that is a parallel, isn't it? So that whole like daddy focus in both yeah, of those yeah. is kind of prevalent. Also, either huh. suicide and or killing others. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Is that enough to uh, save it from the dustbin of time, though? Um. No. I just I think that leave her to heaven was better. Yeah. Okay. Great point. And also, for me, it's it's a no for me as well. If only because I actually know this time, and I've said this in the past that there's got to be a better version of this movie. But I just know that we are going to be watching movies from this time period that are way more progressive and advanced. And this is very old school. And I get that that's the point or whatever. I just feel like I was kind I mean, of. Sold I, I enjoyed off. watching it, but like, I don't ever need to watch it again. Yeah. I don't even know if I enjoyed watching it, to be honest with you. I was kind of excited to watch this movie. I wasn't terribly familiar with it, but she just is painted as a sort of a frivolous yeah man neater you know like it's it sucks so no it's a no for me fuck it hilda crane get out of here bye girl bye <laughs> let's talk about next week's film yeah. and then we can get the fuck out of here as we did not indicate at the beginning of the episode and maybe should have this is we're examining the people of the era you know we've looked at society we've looked at crime this is women of the era is what we're calling this one 
So next week, we're going to then investigate men of the era. And this is where we're going to be talking about 1956's same year, the man in the gray flannel suit, an ex-soldier faces ethical questions as he tries to earn enough to support his wife and children well. Starring Gregory Peck and Jennifer Jones. And I believe this is the one we decided. Is Davey coming on for this one, sis? I believe so. Okay. Yeah. If everything goes according to plan, if, yeah, if everything is good. We will be joined by our extra special guest, David, my brother-in-law, and Carolyn's husband. You've heard an awful lot about him. And Do I need to get him a microphone? And how wonderful he is. We will figure out something you can share, of course. You don't want to share, do you? I can see from the look on your face. I'm not good at sharing. We're going to welcome David in as a special guest next week. You don't want to miss it for nothing else other than to see, hear this man of mystery, David, Carolyn's husband. We've heard so much about. Let's just see what the hype's about. Mm. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Actually, Shushma, you've met him. Yeah, you've met him. Okay. Is the hype? Is you live up to it? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. Hey, if that doesn't bring you back, nothing will. So we'll see you next week, guys. Thank you so much for joining, Catherine. Thanks for hopping across from the UK. Love it. We we're doing. Uh, we're doing Ooh, Europe. Melting. We're doing Iceland. We're doing the United States. Carolyn, thank you for representing the U.S. as you always do. I try. Yep, and you succeed. And Shrishma, of course. Happy birthday. Thank you. Love you. And that's it for now. Let's go to the uh, end part of the program right now. Different microphone. Thank you, me from the past with substandard audio. I told you guys last time we got it fixed. It turns out that it wasn't this episode that got fixed. It's the next episode. It's fixed. Anyway, just don't worry about it. Okay. It's all fixed. It's going to sound great. I mean, not that this episode wasn't great in its content. Am I right? But you tell me. What you think. You can write into us at partyline at oldmovietimemachine.com and let us know what you think about Hilda Crane. Is she making great decisions for her life? Is she allowed to make great decisions for her life? Uh, what's up with Mrs. Burns and her bizarre hat? Uh, and bizarre death, too. What do you feel about that? Let us know. We'd love to hear from you. So send us an email and maybe, just maybe, we're all pretty busy and important. We might write back to you. And as for next week, we are, as already mentioned, talking about The Man in the Gray Flannel Suit, 1956, Gregory Peck, the great Gregory Peck. And if you want to catch up with this film before next Wednesday when that episode drops, you can rent it or buy it at the following places. Apple TV, Amazon, Google Play, YouTube, Vudu, DirecTV. Also available for purchase on AMC On Demand. Think about that. I have no idea what that is, but you definitely want to go get the man in the gray flannel suit there, have a watch, and then you'll be all caught up for next week, Wednesday, in fact, when we will return to you with another astonishing episode of Old Movie Time Machine. <laughs>